Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. Although, maybe this week I should say 18 to 21. Actually, what is the legal age of dope in Canada? Um, Stefan, do you know? Depends on what kind of dope. Yeah, I think you can be pretty dopey there at any age, just like here. Marijuana is <laughs> pretty much whatever age. Drinking is 18, 19. And then uh, heroin. <laughs> the Same thing. I, I can tell you. Maybe the song will tell us. Oh. This week we're discussing the legal age life at a variety store. Sorry, no, let, let me fix that. Legal age life at variety store. Well, legal age life at variety store. These are the things that make me roar. Disco sucks and so does war. The meat challenge here at the earth no more. I'm the king, I am, therefore, what kind of a fool am I? And each time I wake up, I try to speak. So the, the, the title of this alone is totally dumbfounding to me because they don't put the A in there. They're, Legal the, Age Life at Variety Store. Right, or the. Tracy, <laughs> now Tracy, uh, uh, we're all Mainers here it, tonight. Not not always, but tonight we're all Mainers here. Any of you gentlemen ever been to a town named Burnham, no. Maine? No, I have not. So Burnham, very, very small town. At least I don't know if this is still the case now. It might have. It's been some time. But when I was in high school, uh, Burnham was a nearby hamlet, <laughs> I want to say. Like, very small. So small. They didn't have their own police force. The Stadies had to come in if something happened. They had um, like one gas station and one general store, right? So that was the town square. You go in there; it's a post office. There's a gas station, a general store, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is just houses and farms and stuff. So, like, this could be a case of where it's like variety stores. Just like that's the sign; it just says variety store. They don't have to have like a name or anything else <laughs> because that's the only store in the town. So, like, well, let's go down to variety store. So that could be like you know at variety store. That's what I, that's what I thought when I heard it. That makes sense. That's the only way I think that that's, this makes sense. Either that or they were trying to fit it in and they're like, oh, we ran out of it doesn't hit. It doesn't fit syllables. the syllable scheme, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave out the A. <laughs> Who needs that? Oh, sissies need that. <laughs> Needless to say, the Bare Naked Ladies did not write this song. This is just a cover of a song, uh, one of the bands that they really thoroughly enjoy. The song was actually written by Dave Bindi, uh, sorry, Bindini, and Bare Naked Ladies recorded it for the Secret Sessions tribute album in 2007 during a live concert in Regina. They say Regina. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Let me say it right. Regina. Regina. Yeah. They say Regina. <laughs> is it really? Saskatchewan. It, that's, yeah. It is. Yes. That's, I thought they were. That's the correct name of the town. I thought they were screwing with people. Oh, my, my obscure reference of the day. has uh, Brian Eno announced uh, the name. R-E-G-I-N-A, Regina, in, um, oh, I don't remember what song it was, but I was thinking it was off Taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy. <laughs> I'm sure you're all edified to know that. I'm surprised, Tracy, you didn't let uh, Aaron try to guess what album this is off of. He told, well, yeah, he told me already. I know. <laughs> you ruined the fun. This wouldn't have been fair, because it was. This would yeah. not I have know. been fair. That would have it been wasn't really even wasn't do. even really a BNL song. I don't want to uh, be fair to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it, it, I, I can't recall, Tracy. Is it the Rayo Statics or the Rio Statics? How's it pronounced? Or Rayo I've always pronounced right. it as the Rio Statics. Rio Statics, not to be confused with Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um. <laughs> So if people don't waka, know who waka, the waka. Rio Statics are, we're, we're gonna give. I'm gonna give you a quick history of the Rio Statics. This was their tribute to them. Let me talk a little bit about the song itself. It was a BNL version that includes guest performers Jason Plum and Tim Mech. Mech joined Bare Naked Ladies on stage to play the guitar solo. <laughs> Thank you. 
original album versions because he was part of the Rio Statics. Who are these men? Jason Plum is a Canadian singer, songwriter, record producer, and mixer who resides in Regina, sorry, Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, His solo album was produced by Ed. He also co-wrote the track Satellite and Love Inconsistently with Ed. He was the frontman of the Waltons, which were guest people on the on the album Gordon, and, and the also owners of to... the Walmart grocery stores. <laughs> 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 and he also played on the Ships and Dips one, three, and four cruises. He did not play on Ships and Dips five. <laughs> and in terms of Tim Met, he is the guitar tech. For many notable artists, included Bob Mould, uh, the Tragically Hip, Bruce Coburn, Bare Naked Ladies, of course, and Elvis Costello since 2011. Huh. He's also been in a couple different bands, but I think he's more well known as as the guitar tech for all these bands. All right, see, I knew Elvis was still alive. Yeah, Elvis Costello. <laughs> <laughs> So the Rio Statics and BNL have a long history, almost as long as Elvis. Um, the Rio <laughs> Statics were on Gordon, and a me- they were also a later member of the Rio Statics was Kevin Hearn. Um, uh, Michael oh. Vo- Voyevoda also was a producer for both albums at the same time, and then also BNL showed on the song California Dreamline for Rio Statics on their third album, Whale Music. And this is where BNL met Neil Peart, who was also making an appearance on the same album. Wow. So this was a pretty big monumental thing. And they they loved the Rio Statics. I can see why. A little bit of the Rio Statics. So they started out as an R&B funk influence band in 1978. But then they changed over time into more of an indie rock band. They were made up originally of guitarist Dave Bendini. Sorry, Dave Bedini, bassist Tim Vesely, drummer. You keep Ron- changing this guy's name. I know. I can't get you should it right. issue an apology. I keep putting an N in there. Dave Bedini, <laughs> please come on the show. We know you listen. You need, you need hooked on, hooked on pihonics. The program for those who can't speak. <laughs> Uh, drummer Rod Westlake and the keyboard the keyboardist Steve Crosby. There have been a number of other people who have worked in and out and rotated in and out of this band since then, such as Michael Filiavoda, uh, Kevin Hearn, Hugh Marsh, Martin Telly, uh, and also the Trans-Canadian Soul Patrol, which was a horns group for a while with them. In their earliest years, the BN members were all still teenagers and they actually had to have special permits to be able to play the musical venues. Their first album was called Greatest Hits. They only made a thousand copies of it and it sold out extremely quickly. Then they had Melville. After that, they made this, the album called Whale Music, which then inspired Paul Querington's award-nominating novel, Whale Music. And then he loved the band so much with their quirky pop that he commissioned them to write the music for the movie, which is then called Soundtrack to Whale Music. So they wrote the soundtrack to the movie, to the book, up based on their music. <laughs> if that's not confusing. All right, then. Wow. Looks like they didn't have to change. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a completely different album. That's the funny thing. Oh, is it? Oh wow. Good for them. Yeah. And and their <laughs> their only top 40 hit actually came from the soundtrack to Whale Music. <laughs> so, so they're uh, so they're well known for their eclectic band, their eclectic style. Um they they kind of each work off their own distinct musical style. Each of them is very different. Uh Tallini's material is more progressive rock. Badini's is more quirky humor and new wave. Vesely is more mainstream pop rock. And then, um, and then Clark's songs were more punk rock. 
So a very different version, which is why on any of the albums you listen to, they have each song and every song sounds completely different than the one that they just had before it. Um, Whale Music is a highly recognized album. Um, when they had, when Chart, which is the Canadian music magazine, the, the equivalent of, of uh, Rolling Stone in America, they conducted a reader's poll to determine the greatest Canadian albums of all time. Whale Music placed fifth. And then a couple of years later in 2000, placed fourth. And then was also placed fifth several years later again because it, it's like the people in Canada really love this band enough. Um, now it's funny because I reached out to the Canadian people that I know and they were like, yeah, I never really listened to them much. But one person put it quite bluntly and, and very well. These guys are the band that bands love to listen to. Huh. It's cool that your Canadian friends even knew who they are because I didn't know who they were until today. <laughs> That's impressive. What was the number one album that Canadians really liked? It was probably Celine Dion or something. It was soundtrack to Titanic. Um, it was, it was uh, Alanis Morissette. Hip. Oh, okay. Tragically Hip. I should have known Neil that. Young, Joni Mitchell, and Sloan. Those were the only ones above this. Joni guy. Mitchell? She wasn't these Canadian, guys. was she? Yes, yes, she was totally yep. Canadian. Yeah, was she really? She's not Canadian. One hundred percent Canadian. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. I love Joni Mitchell. Son of a gun, Neil Young. I didn't, he was <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Like you didn't Joni know Neil Mitchell? Young was Canadian? No. no that's idea. why. Uh, that, that's why Leonard Skinner gave him so much shit for for talking about. Alabama man. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, we don't need no highfalutin Canadian songwriter talking about. It. I see now. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So I think it's kind of weird that considering that the song that they, the song that they did the backups for on that album on Whale Music was Canadian was California Dreamline. They didn't cover California Dreamline for their tribute. They covered this song instead, interestingly enough. That is interesting, Tracy. That is interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I think I think this is a really tight song, especially BNL's version. Like it's it's really kind of cool, like, and it's a fun song to listen to and sing with. And uh, it's very similar to the original. I don't know if you guys listened to the original this week, but I did, yeah. The, yeah. BNL cover sort of. and the original are very similar. Yeah, I think they did a great job with recreating the sound. And of course, BNL, their style is very similar to them anyway, uh, based on what you described. So mm -hmm. um, if, if Rheostatic is producing sounds that are through the whole spectrum of the musical genres, um, BNL does the same thing. They do. Uh, all kinds of songs that are just all over the place. <laughs> different genres and different sounds, and they experiment with many different uh, aspects of music, which is, they probably agreed that uh, that could be their musical style. Aaron, do you want to give us a breakdown of the of the music? Sure, let's break, break it down. down. <laughs> break it down. All right, well, this one was mercifully very easy. Uh, it's 12-bar blues, right? So... Uh, Legal Age Life at Variety mm -hmm. Store is in the key of E. Uh, the it's it's a three chord wonder. It is one four five or some variation of for the entirety of the song. Uh, so you start out in E, which is your tonic, your first degree, and then you go to A. So that's very very classic. You know one four uh, back to E, then up to B the fifth, and then down to four A, and then back down to the tonic E. So one four one five four one right that's classic 12 bar blues um and then the chorus or b section it goes up to a the fourth degree and then back to e the tonic and then bounces back and forth a e a e a e a e until it goes to b i know you the fifth degree of course which yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just i just thought about that <laughs> 
Wow. It just totally derailed me, and I thought about that scene from House of Cards where uh, uh, Kevin Spacey's going, I owe you a apology. (laughs) (laughs) Neither here nor there. Uh, Anyways. Uh, so yeah, we're we're back. We're, we're we end the core section on B, the fifth degree, which of course perfectly jumps back to the tonic E. Um, now, these are really again these are the only two kind of sections of the song, so it's just literally three chords that the entire song. And since they're all first, fourth, and fifth degrees of a major scale, it's all major chords all the way. Uh, this results in the song being bouncy and fun and lighthearted, kind of uh, what Tracy was alluding to earlier, um, which I find most upbeat 12-bar blues songs tend to be. And there's an interesting distinction there, because if you ever hear a 12-bar blues song and it's kind of fast and it's like shuffled and bouncy, it's going to be kind of kind of fun, and I think kind of like uh, lighthearted. But if you hear a 12-bar blues song and it's really slow and it's probably just one out of, slightly out-of-tune guitar, it's going to be a real depressing horror show. And that's, of course, the stuff that I really like, but you guys know me. <laughs> um, either way, I love 12-bar blues, great stuff. Um, so your, your, your structure is verse one, which is of course your A section, uh, verse two, which is A again, the chorus, which is your B section, verse three, A, chorus B, then a guitar solo, really nice guitar solo over the verse changes. So it's A again, uh, 12 bar blues is so much fun to solo over, by the way. It's like, if you don't think you can solo, you don't think you can play, learn the, the blues scale of the song. And then just have someone play the the chords of one four one five four one, and just play, and you'll be surprised. Like everything sounds good. You basically can't play a wrong note with the blue scale because <laughs> it's oh I meant to do that. You know, <laughs> but like it's just, it's really yeah it's it's really so much fun. You can hop on. It's one of the things like I don't consider myself a very good uh, keyboard player or very good on the piano. I, I can kind of fake my way through it. Um, but that's always fun when I when I would have you know just kind of rock out on twelve bar blues because you can just kind of go and play the scale up and down and it sounds good so so much fun it's a great way to introduce yourself to kind of you know, improvising and things like that if there's any aspiring uh, musicians out there uh, back to the B chorus and A verse four and then you outro just vamping on E major very simple A A B A B A which is the guitar solo B the last chorus. And then uh, A, the verse, and then outro on the the uh, the E major. Very very simple song, uh, very short and sweet, and you know it's enjoyable. It's uh, you know it's not uh, not everything has to be the flag. <laughs> it's it's a fun little ditty. And there's an apology at the end too, isn't there? You, you said like a, I owe you an apology. I owe you a apology. Yeah. So an apology is coming at the end of the song. <laughs> But actually, you owe I a apology. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I definitely apologize. <laughs> I can't. It's, I always feel weird now referencing things that Kevin Spacey was in. So I'm, I'm like, I'm damn just, it. <laughs> I'm just born annoying. Uh, I I really thought the sound was like Grateful Dead esque. I don't know if that's a word. But yeah, I just made it a word. Well, you know, no, they really? definitely pulled, yeah. They, they, no, I, I definitely hear it. they pull a lot from like twelve bar blues kind of form. Oh, absolutely! And, I, yeah, I really they're, liked they're it. jam band, so yeah, yeah. It was kind of folky. Now, see the I, uh, I was getting. Go ahead, Tracy. We're all listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm not talking over you. You already interrupted no, him. You may as well. You're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I, I didn't get Grateful Dead. I got more uh, Beach Boys. Like, I kept, like, I couldn't get yep, Beach some Boys of that. out of my head while I was listening to this. Yeah, there's some of that in there as well. Yeah, it's kind of, oh, I thought it was a great blend. I really like the song, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I, I, I do too. I mean, it's, it's classic. Classic rock is always going to have this real gooey caramel blues center right and you can't you can't really get away from it so gooey the further you go <laughs> the further you go back in time as far as rock is concerned you know as, as we progress we got like progressive rock and, and like uh, kind of metal and stuff like that and interesting thing about metal i don't want to get up too far on a tangent but metal actually started to pull from way back like uh, baroque stuff there's a lot of like J.S. Bach influence and things like that. But like, yeah, he's off the chain. Classic. <laughs> Bach is off the chain. I agree. He's a hard rocker. Man. <laughs> he's a hard Bacher. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but, anyways. Oh. Uh, 
I had to drop a dad joke in there. No, but um, but yeah, when you when you think about classic rock, you know, like the fifties and sixties, and even into you know maybe the early seventies, it all pulls from blues. It's all, it's basically heavy blues. You know, basically that's that's more or less what rock came from. Is I think um I, I may be incorrect here, but if I remember correctly, there's like an apocryphal tale. I have no idea the uh, the veracity of this. I think there was a legend like uh, Ike Turner like dropped. Uh, an amplifier or something and it, it messed up the tubes and it ended up kind of inadvertently creating the first recorded distortion on a record and he's like no i like it keep it in and that and basically that there was there was rock and roll right it was blues but heavy And that's kind of how we we came into this uh, whole thing. So yeah, when you guys are talking about the Beach Boys or Grateful Dead or anything like that, anything certainly anything um, pre seventies is going to have a huge blues influence, if not a, a entire foundation. Now, didn't, so I, I totally didn't agree. Didn't Jimi Hendrix right. use distortions? Um, oh yeah, yeah, famous. So so uh, did, who came before that? Ike Turner came before. I who, think so. Which? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was like in the the sixties, supposedly. In I just I just googled it in nineteen fifty one. Uh, supposedly that was the first time it, re- it was used on a recording. I think. Oh wow! <clears throat> Interesting. Rocket yeah. eighty eight could have uh, could have influenced music in in that direction if Jimmy happened to listen to it and oh, he's definitely. like, Ooh, yeah, what was well, I mean, that? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think as far as Jimmy, he definitely elevated it beyond to something completely new and different. And he was so unique and, and talented. And uh, he, you know, he, whatever whatever started prior to him, he he took the ball and ran with it really, really far. And then some, so, yeah. 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 Love Jimmy. Yeah. Well, it's like, I can do that yeah. with my tongue. No, you can't. <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> okay, okay. Quick story, quick story. I was once in a band... <laughs> I was in a band. I, I would, back in the day, I was in like a lot of bands that only were around for like one gig. It would be like it wasn't really like a real band. It was just like I had a friend who people knew that he was a musician. They're like, "Oh, do you want to play here? We'll give you guys like fifty bucks each." And we we're like, "Oh yeah, great." So we'd be like, "Hey guys, let's just form a band and, and learn some covers or whatever." And um, you know, I think it was like in, a, in like a church function. It was like at a coffee house or something. And then we were like, "We're all rock guys." Like we were, you know, we go into jazz school. I think they're like hoping we play some. Bing Crosby or something, but we were like, oh yeah. So we played. Um, I don't know if it was Purple Haze or <laughs> Hey Joe or something, but we definitely played uh, like at least one Jimmy tune. And the guitarist, this guy Zach, who was really good, really young guy, younger than me at the time. Um, he was probably just out of high school, and he he started doing the you know playing the guitar through teeth thing. Well, I don't know who. Maybe someone didn't tell him that Jimmy was just kind of finger tapping and pretending to play with his teeth. But I guess he really went for it, and he had braces. Oh boy! So one of his one of the strings actually got caught in his braces, and he was down on the ground, going like, "Ah, oh, there's this distortion and like uh, <laughs> feedback everywhere." It was a nightmare. But in retrospect, I was like, "That must have been the wildest show that church function group oh. ever got." You should see it was that was recorded. A lot of fun. We were, um, I think we were called the Riders of Rohan for that night because we we're all nerds, and it was a Lord of the Rings reference. So. Sweet, that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I just posted about how I look like Boromir with my hair like this now. So maybe I'm. Yeah. One does not simply walk into more. Yeah. What's going on with that? Yeah. yeah. It's COVID, man. I haven't cut my hair since the apocalypse started. Why? Why bother? Yeah. No one goes out anymore. Well, people have to look at you. I mean, we will. We're the only ones I mean, that really have to look at you. Oh, you have to look at me. I'm so sorry. My glorious locks. <laughs> I should be in a Pantene Pro V commercial with this hair, man. I look awesome. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I don't need your approval, we... old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might look. I, actually, I think that's true. I think Stefan is the oldest one here. Uh, I, I was just doing my I rebellious am, teen I? voice. I am pretty much. You the... are. <laughs> and by far the best looking. So I, I do have a trouble with Tracy about this song. Yeah, Tracy, Uh-oh. what's your problem? Wow. Really I don't know what this song's about. <laughs> you, you don't? I mean, one of the things I, 
Oh my gosh. I went through and I listened to the catalog of, of Rio Static stuff this week because I was like, I gotta have something to talk about. This isn't a BNL song, really. And in listening to them, I, I found a, a common thread. Badini likes to write lyrics that are very um very interesting and and odd and to me don't make any sense and don't like I I could not pick out what this song was about. And I, I would love to have some people give me some clarity on any song that they've ever written, but especially this one. The dude's over 21. He's standing outside selling drugs at a variety store. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right there. His, his feet's cold. He's staying in the snow. He, he's not a fan of disco like, and he, uh, yeah. or war. He's like, I, I'm the king of my own world, but what the hell am I doing? Who's the fool here? I am. <laughs> I love it. Forward. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, you break down the hardest BNL songs. I'm like, I didn't get that from that at all. <laughs> Had nothing to do with, you know, <laughs> you know, molesting your pet animal. And, but, uh, you know, and then it's like, this one's like completely straight. Like, I don't get it, man. I don't get you. <laughs> Because he needs there to be a deeper meaning. Oh, this song has to be about the futility of the struggle of modern man <laughs> oh, in uh, late stage capitalism. Tracy, you must be a. So basically, you're telling me this is just the song about Jay and Silent Bob. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, that I can wrap my brain around. Do they sell drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, the, the way that they said it in, on their live album was this song is about a very, very bad girl named Cherry Pie who had a really, really good time. Ooh, nice. <laughs> but I was like, that is even more confusing than what you had said before. Is it like one of those little mini Cherry Pie things? There's like apple pie, <laughs> cherry cake. pies. Man, Mike and yeah, I, we used to eat It's a snack things. cake. Snack cake. <laughs> Snack cake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you set me up for that part. Yeah, I did. That's exactly what it was for. Because <laughs> you're genius. Don't, don't asphyxiate on that snack cake. No, I'm, I'm all up to my neck and ass. Someday there will be. What I really want, you know, guys. Honestly, I've never. I didn't get into this for the amazing fame and money it's brought me. Uh, I got. I got into this podcast uh, because I hope that one day it becomes so popular that someone creates a wiki for it, and uh, there, there's like a Reddit community that comes together to try and figure out what the hell we're talking about with all these weird private jokes. <laughs> that's that's my main goal. <laughs> Well, they, and I want to see like the storyline behind that. They'll probably be able to figure out our guests, but not us. <laughs> we're too enigmatic. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, yes. But what do animus have to do with it? Well, you guys broke down that song much quicker than I thought. <laughs> what? It's a. I mean, it's, it's it's three chords and it's twelve bar blues. I mean, I could have said that. I could have said one, four, five, twelve. No, bar I meant blues. the lyrics. Like oh. you broke oh. down the lyrics. Really I mean, quick. oh, lyrics. Same diff. Oh, sorry. It, this is a. This, well, you know what would be great? It'd be yeah, great yeah, if this yeah. song did have some kind of secret, deeper meaning. Badini, <laughs> please come on the show. <laughs> uh, I think it's related to... Uh, <laughs> we know you listen. Uh, the travelers that uh, landed in Missouri in 1360-something uh, mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, left mm-hmm, the tablet mm-hmm. underneath the oak tree. Yeah. Uh, I think they had to go oh, through... Oh, Yep, I think they had to go through Toronto <laughs> in order to do that. And uh, possibly Mesopotamia and Canada. I'm sure there's a place like that there. Uh, and then, uh, yes. So they call it Scarborough. <laughs> Canada, man. Not Maine. Ding dong. All right. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, we are the Florida of Canada. We are, we are the, we are, we are the down south for vacationing Canadians. Eh? So, just, I, uh, I just was hanging out with somebody from New York and I'm like, oh, geez, you're like, you're down there. You're in the south. They're like, no, no, we're not. We're like, but you guys don't have snow down there. You don't. You don't have no snow. 
No, I, I, I like this. <laughs> well, it just part. reminds me of growing up and, and everywhere that I went around, I would always see Canadian <laughs> at par because that was their way of bringing people in was, was to meet the Canadian money at par. When you were growing up, that's a good one, Tracy. <laughs> Everyone knows All that right, you are yeah. a, a robot and you were manufactured just two <laughs> years ago with oh, memory my. implants. Oh, that's good. Oh, <laughs> you've never grown up. Okay, I love your body. <laughs> okay, you were going a completely different direction. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, 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 went, I went. I went Blade Runner. You went more like uh, I don't know. Yeah, for some reason, androids didn't come into my mind there, which is I don't get it. You went Benjamin Button. Yes, versus Aaron with androids. For Pete's sakes, what the heck? Paranoid android. Oh, do you guys have more to discuss about the songs? I don't. I just kind of. Uh, uh, no, I think I it's going to be a short one. Just started kind of getting into how I like the song, but you cut me off again. Big jerk. I like the song. I know, I did. It sounded like, it, yeah, it sounded like a blend of Grateful Dead and Beach Boys. And to be honest with you, you can't go wrong with those. I like the Beach Boys idea. That's really great. It's awesome. You big wiener. Sorry. I mean, small wiener. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's awesome. Um, for some reason, I was trying to place it with like Arlo Guthrie and Alice's Restaurant, but it's solely not any of that stuff. And I'm like, you know, it's got the folky sound to it, but it's more definitely more of Grateful Dead. And I could listen to jams like this all day. I would definitely put this onto my um, on my playlist because I enjoyed it. I really liked it, and. Um, you know, I can't believe it came from Stunt. For those of you guys listening. You know, I can't believe that either. Uh, I just made a joke with Bare Naked Ladies coming from the Stunt album, which it did not come from the Stunt album because they wouldn't be able to create anything that could. But um, from the Stunt album anyway. Uh, crack. Crack lacking. So I think that you would like the stuff that Bendini writes because he actually the, the stuff that he has, at least on whale music, is very almost Arlo Guthrie like um, in, in some ways. There's a lot of, of aspects of that in his music. Um, this is the only one that has that that like surf rock kind of feel on this whole album um, and, and the harmonies like this on this whole album. I thought BNL harmonized beautifully with their uh, remake of this song. I thought they did a superb job. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because I, I left the video going on YouTube and um, I looked down. I thought it was continuation of, of what BNL was doing. And I looked down, and it was a live, uh, live aspect of rheostatics. And I, I was blown away. I'm like, oh, oh my word. They sound. They, they nailed it. In fact, it's like it yeah. seemed like they were very similar when it comes to live performances off the wall, just creating on the mm. fly and just enjoying their experience. When I listened to the original uh, Rio Statics version, uh, the, the, uh, the acoustic guitar that comes in at the very beginning was almost exactly the same. It was like, wow, okay. Uh, so yeah, it definitely felt like a... Uh, a lot of times people will cover a song and I've, we've heard BNL do this and it'll be a very different take on it, but this was very faithful to mm -hmm. the original. Um, yeah. Which I think is, yeah. you know, if you're doing a tribute album like this, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think they were superb. I, I think they were awesome. How they, how they sung it was awesome. And of course it was live. So they brought the audience on board and, um, BNL's interaction with the audience and getting them to participate in the concert mm. is second to none. They're always great at that and being able to be clever and witty and uh, their musical talent when it comes to improv on stage is brilliant. Well, and I love them using Kevin for one of the verses as well. I'm, I half wonder if they were like, hey, Kevin, which song do you want to cover of theirs? But, I mean, which one did you most enjoy playing? And and that's how they chose this song. I don't know. You'd probably have to ask them. <laughs> yes. I... But since they won't come on the show. <laughs> Real Stacks won't come on the show. I, I had a feeling they won't. If it was like a tribute kind of 
I, I didn't understand why it would be a tribute unless there was a loss um, of some of their members and they ended their band. Uh, do you know if this is a case? Well, in two, well, in 2007, that's when they, the band broke up. So just after, just around the time that this tribute album went out, the band decided to, to part ways for a while. Yeah, like Tony and Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was it's, going with that. <laughs> well, that's a, I, always, I always thought it was Steve and Bucky. Well, no, they, they're still friends. They had a <laughs> blowout, remember? Tony and Steve, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Big huff. Tony's mom and dad. He spent millions of dollars for his rehab and, you know, the virtual reality the uh therapy session yeah come on the can, can, we, can we do an mcu po- no <laughs> mcu podcast do mcu podcast do you talk about like the uh the marvel movies well uh i, I was reading up on the <laughs> when uh, we're done this the shang chi and uh the 10 rings of destruction and uh, looks like they're going to be tying it into the Iron Fist because of the dragons that are involved. Interesting, nice. huh? I hope they do, since they just bought that back. Come on, Aaron. I mean, you know what? You know, you Dude, pre- I'm, a, I'm a Batman guy. You uh, uh, work too much. <laughs> you don't really work. I know you watch Defenders. <laughs> I no, I, like uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a Batman guy. I, I like the X Men growing up. I read that comic. You must read, like um, the brooding Punisher. Yeah, I, I'm a brooding guy. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Batman. You know, I'm I'm just like the so guys, Stark, but I took my life in a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I think. I mean, that's honestly, it's like. <laughs> The, the the parallel universes Batman becomes uh, Iron Man right so <laughs> I am Iron Bat didn't didn't he, he kind of did in um, the Dark Knight Returns right he made that super suit to fight Superman that's right he made the, yes <laughs> although it's interesting it's like when they mecha. did the Amalgam universe they they mixed Batman with Spider Man really that's weird that's yeah I don't I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> Yeah, that. So were all the readers. <laughs> Don't bats eat spiders? So, wait, Spider Man eats Ant Man, and then Batman eats Spider Man. <laughs> it's like a horror comic. It's a cycle of life. <laughs> and then Hannibal Lecter comes. Then Guano Man comes in. Along came a spider. Oh dear, Guano Man. <laughs> Guano. So man. guys, how many? How many rhino statics? How many rhino statics? Rhino. How many? How many no statics? Rhino statics. <laughs> how many rhino statics do you give this song? Starring Dave uh, Mandolini. Aaron. <laughs> how many Padinis? <laughs> Padinis. Um, no, we'll I, go with rhino statics. How many rhino statics? How many Okay, well, okay. So again, we. Uh, I like the original. I like this one. I think the Rio Statics, from what I've heard, I really like their stuff. I really like the song. It's a very nice, simple 12-bar blues. It's upbeat. It's fun. Um, it's kind of carefree and uh, just kind of, I don't know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, I can't quite put it in my, like, best of playlist, so it's not going to get a four, but, oh, I wish you guys could see Stefan's face right now. Now, Stefan, <laughs> I, I could pull a U and give this a one just to spite you, but I'm not petty. I'm not petty Ouch. like that. <laughs> Based on what I like. Back. No, because I do like this song. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.8 Rio Statics. It's, it's very strong, certainly well above average. It's a good song. Um, I certainly wouldn't you know um, skip it if it came on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I would even probably seek it out every now and then, so... 3.8 for me. I think that's a good rating. Yeah, same, seems fair. Well, what do you give it? How many Rio stacks are you going to give it, Steph? Well, some of you guys have ranked things that I'm like, you guys have got to be on crack. <laughs> you know? It's like probably using heroin as a suppository or something. But um, 
I like the song. It, like, it really reminds me of. You sure, it's not dope. It, it could be, could be dope. It could be a number of devices that are used. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I know. I don't know what you guys are into. You're from Maine, after all. Um, so, uh, anyways, it could be animals. It could be livestock, for all I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Getting back to the subjects. All right. Writing Sarah go. I like the song. I'm. I, it was folky. I like folk. I like Eddie Rabbit. I love Gordon Lightfoot. I love uh, the other dude from Denver. Oh, John, John, John from Denver. Um, and uh, who sings about Virginia or, or is it vagina? Is it? I, I don't know. It's, it's, Virgi- West, West, it's West Virginia. Oh, West, West. <laughs> An important distinction. They broke off so they could uh, oppose slavery. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Good for them. You know, I'm, I'm a supporter of no slaves. Um, it's a good, it's a good stance. It's a bold stance. Of you it is. Say. I think it's, I think it's cutting edge nowadays. Anyways, uh, yeah. I, I digress. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about for Pete's sakes. I, oh, rankings. That's right. I'm talking about the rankings. Uh, well, I like it. I thought it was a good song and, I, I could listen. I listened to it twice and that doesn't normally happen for me. Sometimes I, I listen like sometimes half a song and I'm like, okay, I've heard enough and I shut it off. Um, not this case. I, I liked it. And I put it on the second time because I wanted a reminder of how it goes. I love the instrumentals in it. Um, BNL is fantastic at harmonizing and pulling something together. And I think they really did this song tremendous credit they really made it into a beautiful ballad of either a prostitute or drug dealer and uh it's fantastic in my opinion uh i would definitely put this on my playlist so uh that being said i do like aaron's ratings 3.8 is generous it's well not generous but i mean it's good it's good there yeah it's in there yeah yeah it's good um, I, yeah, I, I think I'm in there. Um, let's see. What's the rating up until five? Uh, so four is pretty stinking decent. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I think a solid four would do. I think a four would do. Um, because I'd put it on my playlist. Is it like, oh my God, I got to call my mother. Um, uh, no, no, it's not <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> I hope. I'm just thinking yeah. of Harvey Firestein in uh, Independence Day. I gotta call my mother. <laughs> I gotta call my mother. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's my rankings, anyways. And uh, I, I think the listeners can email us to rebuke me. Well, <laughs> to, you guys yeah, like, to complain? You, Tracy. <laughs> Hey Tracy, why is the language? What you gonna rank? Oh, you have an opinion? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I'm just a robot, but I do have an opinion. Tracy's scary, isn't he? <laughs> He's an android. Ro- robots have op- androids have opinions too. They sure do. That's right. We we dream of sheep, electric sheep. Yes, indeed. Okay, <laughs> that's so. I I like that's this pretty song. sick, um, man. Until I heard that. <laughs> you're the one who brought this up earlier in the episode too. I, I, I brought up it as like being facetious about the fireman a little fun but to find out you really do dream about him that scares me uh, oh my god deceased. all right so i this is the first week one of the rare times that you'll catch it this is the first time i've ever heard this song uh, it's the first time I've ever heard this cover. I put it on the list, but had did not listen to it uh, before we came to this week. And I really love this song. I mean, I'm a big Beach Boys fan and Grateful Dead fan anyways. Um, I didn't know the Rio Statics, but I am now enjoying more of the Rio Statics. I really like this song. Um, I will actually put it on my playlist and continue to listen to it. BNL does an amazing job, as always, with their harmonies. And they really make this song extremely enjoyable. Um, so I, I got to give this song a four. Wow, nice. I think that's oh, a good nice. ranking. Yeah, no, it's very solid. 
And my appearance for this week um, for BNL is to recommend that you go out and listen to them on the song California Dreamline, which is on whale song, uh, whale music. Um, not the soundtrack, which was recorded later, but but the actual one. They are not actually credited as Bare Naked Ladies, though. They, the Rio Statics decided to give them a credit as the Scarborough Naked Youth Choir. <laughs> um, sounds almost dirtier. Um, <laughs> I would be surprised if BNL came up with that name just off of off the that cuff. wouldn't surprise me. And they're like, "Hey, you're you're on there." <laughs> um, and one of the one of the wonderful lines that's in that song, which I think is hilarious, that BNL was doing the backups for the chorus was "All the naked ladies covered up by nothing." Nice. I like that. <laughs> you know, you know where they say like don't let it, you know, where the sun don't shine. Well, I I think BNL was just saying let there be light. We're wonder, we're going to have one uh like a naked podcast here at some point, you know? <laughs> like uh, what what song did BNL get naked for? <laughs> oh, many. <laughs> many, many. They got butt naked. Hey, we should have a naked podcast just for the listeners. I'll just adjust. Yeah, I'll just adjust my camera up so that only my head is in view. Which head? <laughs> oh, really? I mean, the bigger one. <laughs> again, same question. <laughs> I don't want to. No reference. That's, no reference. That's the mystery. <laughs> so, Tracy, where where can um, gotta leave some to the imagination? Where can our <laughs> listeners call in and complain about our podcast tonight? <laughs> the well, FCC. <laughs> so call the FCC at FCC.gov. <laughs> Complain about bare naked ABCs. Isn't it 1 900? <laughs> 1 900 FCC? I won't have yeah. this smut on the airwaves. <laughs> FCC smut. One so you can reach FCC us at smut. Bare- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Commence. You can re- reach us at barenakedabcs at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter where Jeff is taking over the Twitter account for us, so you can't blame me for that one. And you can reach us also on Facebook at BNL Podcast. Any of those places would be a fine place to reach out to us. We did get an email from one of our listeners this week. All right. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Ooh. Not pull it out. Pull it up. Okay. Whew. Got word there. I know. Ain't nothing ain't nothing you ain't seen before, bud. Well, you know, I've seen the movie Ant-Man. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ant-Man can get really big, right? Uh, well. <laughs> From a very tiny size. Look, look. It, it swings both ways. Uh, shrinkage. <laughs> it only gets big with a wasp. But it's, it's involved. I swear, I swear this never happened. Right? Our listener, longtime listener, Tyler Harper, said, I, ha- I had to share how I've always had thoughts of the King of Bedside Manor, speaking of the naked track. Gordon was one of the first four CDs that my family owned, and I have listened to this track a lot. I have always connected Bedside Manor with crazy. Why? I imagine it's because they are both fast-paced songs and quick lyrics, and I like that. Anyway, I have always thought of the King of Bedside Manor to be an insane asylum. The song is being told by a staff of the asylum as they are recounting stories about the patients. I have always thought of the Tom Jones next door as the guy with a personality disorder who thinks he is the Welsh singer. (laughs) I have thoughts on each of the lyrics. By the way, Tyler, I want to hear your thoughts on each of the lyrics. I love this interpretation. This is amazing. Please send us your whole interpretation of this and every other song that you want to, because I am loving this. And how they would tie into my theory, but it would be too much to type from during a break at work. <laughs> evening. Type it to us in an evening. The podcast is rather ridiculous lately and entertaining as well. I don't know where you find your co-hosts, but they are great and unabashed, and I love it. I apologize to all the listeners uh, out there. I have a strong you. feeling I know who they're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> no, who could be unabashed? Gosh, I derail things all the time. I, I don't have a filter. If you met my mom, you'd understand. You really would. <laughs> this thing about your mom again. What you... Well, I like my mom. You know, who doesn't like their mom? I like mom. 
My mom's the best. She's my mom. She's not your mom. She's mine. Therefore, Look she's the best. Look how polite I'm being right now. I am a perfect gentleman. <laughs> I'm not from West Virginia. I do not hear banjos. Wait. I'm going to have to cut that out. We're going to have to cut out so much from this episode. It's going to be a five-minute episode. The thing is, is I keep it... I don't swear, unlike Tracy and his potty mouth. <laughs> I didn't swear at all. I just did my interpretation of Yoko Ono. Oh oh, you, you dropped an F-bomb earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. You dropped a bomb on <laughs> us, baby. It was a flydrogen bomb. You dropped a bomb on us. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for joining us, and <laughs> thanks. That was fun. <laughs> You're fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. No one even jumped on my pun uh, this week. Well, it's stupid. All your puns are stupid. What was, yeah, it was. What was it was what bad. Was, what was it the was pun? Let there be light. I didn't even oh. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I had to find some way to work I, in. That's bad. I thought we were talking to your Amazon Echo or something. Yeah, I didn't know what the heck was going on there. You find a better pun for Let There Be Light. That's a hard one to do. Well, I think we... Didn't we at some point... We were talking about something that was... I don't know. We could have... We could have... Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.